But the Bible is really just how we get to know the character of God. And it's how we get to know who Jesus is. It's literally just like Jesus' love story and our redemption. What's up, guys? My name is Faith, and welcome back to the Living by Faith podcast. Now, today, we are continuing on this series, this season, whatever you want to call it, of episodes where we are talking about living by faith within the context of the Bible. So, as you remember, the first episode, I kind of just talked about like the importance of the Bible within my life and just how the Bible has helped spark my faith and how it's pushed me to just grow deeper and honestly just want to read the Bible. Like when I started out as a Christian, I was not excited to read the Bible. I really rarely read it. And once I started reading my Bible, like it just opened up a whole new window for me because it gave me the opportunity to better experience God here on earth. And it allowed me to better know who he is and what he stands for. And so we kind of talked about that in the first episode. And then in the second one, I kind of just talked about like why we read the Bible and what it really says. I gave a narrative of what the Bible says, which was a lot, but we did it. And so now we come to this episode and this episode is going to be how do we read the Bible and where do we start in the Bible? Because the Bible is a big book, guys. Like it's very intimidating to just even look at let alone read and a lot of what the bible says is very confusing to us like it just is the wording is kind of confusing at times it's a lot of obscure names and sometimes it just feels like a lot of commands and it seems overwhelming but the bible is really just how we get to know the character of god and it's how we get to know who jesus is it's literally just like jesus's love story and our redemption which sometimes that's really hard to see because there's so much else going on within the Bible. But my hope is that as you read like this word of God, that you would better be able to see God's hand throughout this story. So to start out, how do we read the Bible? <laughs> because for so long, I read the Bible as like, this, this is a list of things that I need to do for God. This is a list of ways that I need to better live my life. This is a list of ways that I need to fix the mess that I am. And honestly, like reading the Bible was exhausting. Like no wonder I didn't want to read the Bible because all I thought was that it was just telling me what to do. And instead of that, like we need to switch our mindsets so that we can read the Bible from the vantage point of it being our redemption, of it being our saving our savior coming down to save us rather than what we need to do it's that realizing that we really can't do anything at all recently i actually work at a summer camp and i get to talk about god to a bunch of second through sixth graders every day which is an exhausting blessing in my life (laughs) but this week i was explaining to a camper like the idea of grace and the bible like cannot happen the story of jesus cannot happen if there is not grace involved 
And the thing that's different about Christianity from any other religion, I've written about this before, I feel like I've spoken it before, is that the Bible is not centered around what we need to do for God, what we can do for God, but it's centered around what God did for us. Paul writes that my good deeds are but filthy rags. And that means that like the good things that we do here on earth, it can't measure up to the sacrifice that God made, the sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross. Like we can't measure up to that. We can't make up for our sins. We can't redeem ourselves. But the Bible is amazing because it shows that we can still be saved, that we do have a redeemer. I explained this to this camper, and I just remember her being absolutely stunned and mind-blown at the fact that we can't save ourselves and that we can't do anything for God, but also just that God was willing to send his son. So when we read the Bible, it's really first and foremost important to remember that like the Bible is not a set of rules. The Bible is a love story written to you. The Bible is our redemption story. But along with that, like, it's important when we read the Bible to look at its context. And so there's two different areas of context, though, that I feel like we need to look at when we open our Bibles. And the first is just the context of the Bible within, like, the time period that it was written in. Because the Bible was written for us, but it was not written to us. Like, it was not written in the 21st century, and you can clearly see that as you read it. An example of this, this verse is taken out of context so many times. It's 1 Timothy 2.11. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. Now, when you first read that, you're like, what? Like, the Bible just told me that women should learn in quietness and full submission. That sounds like not okay. But the thing is, is that when this passage was written, when Paul wrote this back in a very small number of BC, like, women could not even learn. Like, the important controversial part of this passage when it was written was that, was not that women should learn in quietness and submission, but just the fact that women should learn. And so when we read the Bible, we need to analyze verses based on the time period that they were written. If you are reading Leviticus and believing that you need to live out all the laws that they lived out in that time, it's going to be really hard to live your life today because they had to do a lot of things, make a lot of sacrifices to make sure that they were the most holy and the most clean that they could be. And we, in this day and age, do not live like they do. So when reading the Bible, we need to make sure that we look and examine the context of the time period, the history, the geography, the language, right? But along with that, it's also important to look at the context of our lives that a passage applies to. When I think of that, I really just go to the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount. Um, This is Matthew 5 through 7. And a lot of the Beatitudes, like, they are ways to live. So these are a lot of instructions. It's blessed are the meek, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. Like these are instructions on how we are to live. We're supposed to be peacemakers. We're called to be merciful. Those are action words. And so, yes, this is a command for how we are supposed to live. 
But the thing is, is like, it's not a guidebook. Like, we're still going to mess up. We're still going to fail to be peacemakers. We're still going to fail to be meek. We're still going to fail to be holy. But God tells us these things so that we can find life. Because the way that God calls us to live, like, it's not an easy life. Like, the moment you become a Christian, when you commit your life to Christ, your life does not suddenly become easy. There's not suddenly a rainbow above your head and flowers under your feet. But instead, this way leads to a fulfilled life. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I don't know about you, but that's me. (laughs) So Jesus says, Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like I said, like, God does not promise an easy life. In this verse, it says, take my yoke upon you. That's literally a weight that we put upon our shoulders. So God's not saying that when we accept Jesus, when we take that yoke upon ourselves, that we're suddenly going to feel lighter and life's going to be easier. Instead, he literally says the opposite. But it says that you will find rest for your soul when you start to take this yoke upon yourself, when you start to learn from the one who knows the way to life. Now, we've kind of gone over this, so how do we look at the Bible within the context of our life? We read a passage, and we don't solely look at the instructions of it, but we look at how it can lead us to a more fulfilled way of life, how living our lives as Christians can lead us to the Father, but also to just living fully and living under the rule of God. Along with that, how do we look at the Bible within the context of the Bible? Because the time period and everything that was going on when the passage was written is just as important as what the passage says. And finally, just like reading the Bible as a story of redemption and not as a set of rules. Guys, I cannot emphasize that enough. When we read the Bible with the mindset that we have to obey everything it says perfectly, first off, we can't. (laughs) It's not possible. But second of all, it's exhausting. At the beginning of this podcast, I said, like, I used to not want to read my Bible. I was not good about it. I was not consistent with it. And I was just not excited to read the Word of God. And if you're in that place right now, I would tell you, please pray about it. Like, God definitely wants to overcome that and help overcome that in your life. But along with that, I would just encourage you to check your mindset and check how you're reading the Bible. Are you reading it as a set of rules? Or are you reading it to gain knowledge about the one who can save you? Because, guys, once you see the hand of God intercede in your life, It's hard to not be interested in more that he has to say. So, that is how we read the Bible. But, again, the Bible 
it's a thick book. So where should we start? There are a lot of places that you can start. Um, I started reading the Bible really consistently when I committed to reading five Psalms a day for a month. And you might be like, five? That's a lot of Psalms. But you don't have to start with that. You could start with one Psalm a day. You could start with one verse a day. But the thing is, is you have to start somewhere. So I'm going to give you some ideas of where to start. Um, But it's really just important that you start somewhere. So you could do five Psalms a day for a month. Because if you do five Psalms a day, it's 30 days. There you go. And another great place to start is John. The book of John is basically, it's just the gospel. So John is a really good place to start because it's a great way to meet with Jesus and see who Jesus is and his character and all that he can do. It's also not very overwhelming. So John is a really good place as well. And then finally, again, you can start where you feel called. I would definitely pray about it before you pick a place to start. But Genesis is also really good. Um, I started reading Genesis at the beginning of this year. And I was rereading a ton of the stories that I heard when I was little. Because I've grown up in the church, so I've heard all these stories dozens of times, right? And rereading them for myself at 18 years old, like, it gave me so much, like, different perspective on each and every one. Uh, like, an example is the story of Joseph. Like, rereading it now as an 18-year-old, like, you seriously see all the setbacks Joseph had were preparation for his position of leadership. In Joseph's life, you'll see he's with his brothers, and then he has a setback. He gets sold into slavery. He's working for Potiphar, and he's put at the head of Potiphar's house. He's put in a position of leadership. Then after that, he's thrown into slavery, another setback. But within prison, he's put into a position of leadership. And time and time again, he's put into these places to ultimately prepare him to take the place of leadership within Egypt. And I just think that's really cool because reading that when I was little, I never would have saw that and never would have like realized the importance of it because it really showed me like each and every trial that Joseph experienced was preparing him to ultimately lead. And each and every trial that I'm going to experience is ultimately leading up to something. And I might not know what that something is yet, But I feel like just knowing and being able to see that in Joseph's life was really encouraging. So Genesis is also a really cool book and a really good place to start. But again, like the most important thing is that we start reading. Because I can list literally anywhere in the Bible for you to start reading, but it doesn't matter unless you actually do it. And once you start reading the Bible... Like, you will find joy that doesn't make sense. You will be able to see the hand of God more in your life. For me, I've started to see myself just bear more fruits of the spirit that God is. And it really just allows us to know God better. And it allows us to better recognize him and his hand at work. And so... (laughs) That is how we read the Bible, or how I personally read the Bible. Again, I'm no expert. I'm really a mess over here. I've been struggling to read my Bible recently. And so, 
while I'm going to be praying for you guys, I'm going to be praying this prayer over my own life as well. Because reading the Bible and reading the Bible consistently is not easy. But, yes, (laughs) this is how we read the Bible. And these are some places that you can start. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And thank you for tuning in. And remember, Jesus left the 99 to save you. And you are precious and honored in his sight. Now go and live by faith.